Welcome to Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I've got Nicola Grace, the mission mentor, back on the show for another round, talking to us all about finding your personal brand. So I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the one-stop shop for managing your coaching business online. Life Coach Office is a great system if you've got a boutique coaching business where you actually do coach people one-on-one and have some online courses and that sort of thing, or you're growing into it. Uh, The best way to get a feel for Life Coach Office is just to jump on and give it a try. Uh, You can do that for free for seven days. All you need is an email address to get started and see if it's a good fit for you and your coaching business. Sign up for that trial at lifecoachoffice.com. I'm super excited to have the mission mentor herself, Nicola Grace, back on the show. Today, we're going to be talking all about finding your personal brand. Let me tell you a little bit about Nicola before we get into the interview. Nicola's basically gone from cancer to making history saving a billion dollar industry from ruin. She's also an award-winning strategist, best-selling author, and helps social entrepreneurs clarify and monetize their mission so they can leave a legacy. This might be something that you've been thinking about in your coaching business, and Nicola has an amazing, beautiful, gentle, wise approach to helping you find your purpose. Nicola's intuitive, visionary strategy skills have made her the secret weapon of politicians, business owners, social entrepreneurs, social innovators, thought leaders, and an entire industry body. Hello, Nicola, and welcome to the show. Hey, Benet, great to be back chatting with you again. I know. I'm so happy to have you back. You've um, been a very, um, your episode was a very popular episode last time. And I'm really excited to get into purposeful branding uh, today and to hear everything that you have to say on that. Me too. Yeah. So I thought we could kick off by looking at what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see. And if you can angle it as much as possible towards coaching, consultants, speakers, what do you see as the biggest mistakes they're making in their branding these days? Yeah, I think the biggest mistake is choosing a brand and coloring and pitching and positioning and what have you, using these really lovely words that sound great, using colors that they relate to, but have nothing to do with their target audience. So it's kind of me branding rather than you branding. So that can unravel as we go forward because you know, as you know, it's very difficult to get people to know, like, and trust you these days. So if you haven't got a color, you know, that's in the psychology of your target market and what you're wanting to help them achieve, or if you're using your dog's name as your brand name, for example, because you love it, but it has no relationship to what you do, who you help, or the outcomes you help people, it creates this disconnect. And so people kind of go, well, yeah, it sounds good, but I don't know what you do, or I don't know who you are, or that's a bit weird. (laughs) So, yeah, so that's the biggest mistake is like, well, I like this. I'm married to this. I love this color. I love this brand. I love this look. And it might not work for you. So, so we want to switch that and make it, you know, your audience focused that, you know, what, what is that transformation that you're bringing 
to your target audience what do they want and what will they relate to and that then it's going to be you know it's going to be a brand and a position um you know that that'll that'll really fire up that's really interesting this this term of me branding because you can see especially in the coaching industry you know the the more the guru coaches that the the brand sometimes that the the company name is even their name i mean can that still work or you know i if you're building your business online i think that you know, if you want a business name and you want to brand your business name because you're going to be bringing on other coaches, then you need that. You need to have that branding. But if you're a one-on-one coach or and you do workshops, you're a personality, you're an author, you're a speaker, and it's about you, the first thing anybody's going to do when they find your opt-in page is go to Google and type your name in there. So if your website in your name doesn't come up to the top and someone else's does or somebody else's social media does, then you don't have that pitch of expertise and authority that you could have if you do. Um, and so that's, that's one aspect. And the other aspect is if people remember you, they don't necessarily remember your company name. So again, like a lot, the answer to that question is really, it depends on what your business model is and what your vision is. Like how, how are you going to be developing your, your business? And, and when I'm working with my clients, I get them to do both. I get them, you've got to have a personal brand as a coach, a personality, a consultant, you know, a speaker, uh, so that people can go to your personal website, they get to know, like, trust you, they get to see everything that you're doing, and then, you know, that can also link to your company website. I mean, I've got websites for every product that I've got, every, you know, every brand or thought idea that I've got, I create a website for it. Um, and then, you you know, you grow it out from there. And very important, though, if you are looking at, building a business to bring other people in that are going to do coaching for you and you're the you know you're the top of the post so to speak and you want to maybe even pass the business on as a legacy that you that you do do both so that you can separate that out at a further stage when you do sell okay so okay so doing both means um doing your your own personal brand as as your your profile but then also a corporate one did i understand that right yeah yes okay Okay, and so can you talk to us, how do, we, how do we have a personal brand that actually shows our, our authentic personality, but that also is not about us, but it's relevant to our target? <laughs> it's that yeah, look, it's, it's not as easy as, you know, it sounds impossible. those two things together, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and congruency is super important, especially, you know, we've had this conversation before. In our industry, there have been a number of internet marketers that have become coaches and business tycoons that have become coaches and mentors that aren't actually coaches and mentors. And there's been a lot of get rich uh, quick stuff going on. So trust in our industry is at an all time low right now. You know, attendance at webinars and sales from webinars is not as lucrative as it used to be because of this lack of trust factor. So it's superbly important that you're congruent with who you are, what you're offering, you're aligned to your purpose, because we know from the Edelman Trust Barometer, you know, the adult population are now at 50% in terms of their mindset around buying. They want to know, am I contributing to a greater good if I buy from you? Am I 
getting a sense of purpose from buying from you rather than from somebody else. Those are all really important factors. But, but really what we, what we need to be talking about are what are the elements that go together to create that congruity so that my audience is going to look at that and they go, oh, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like her. I need that. I like him. I think I need to work with this person. Or actually, you know what? I need to work with this person now. What do I need to do? Where do I need to sign up? And that's, that's the response that you want because people are making fast decisions these days. So if they're not making fast decisions to work with you, they've got other people in their mind because we get offers across Facebook, you know, five or six times a day, if not more. We get offers, wherever, whatever website we go to with Google AdWords. There is just offers coming in the, in the post, in the email, and you, you're not the only one out there. So we want to create that kind of immediacy. Okay. So getting this trust. I went all over the place on that one, but I am going to go into detail on all those points. You did. Okay. So where, where do we go now? Where, where do you start? You, you know, you've, you've kind of given, given us the big picture of, of why we want to, to have this personal brand, but that, that it isn't just about, you know, me, the, the coach, the entrepreneur, it's, mm. Out also it's your authentic personality but it's also what your target audience needs how where do you start yeah well I th- you know like I think that um, the personality profiles that are out there are always a really good place to start to learn more about you and there's lots of different different ones out there and and this has been really critical for me it's also really critical to look at where and how you should market yourself because one of the things that I've remembered about myself this year, and we were talking about this just before we got onto this broadcast, is that I'm a high eye in the DISC profile, which means I like to hang out with all my friends. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been hanging out with my computer and my clients and technology. <laughs> and needless to say, that's got a bit dry for me, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's so funny because I'm exactly, yeah, I'm a high eye and are I've been high eye, yeah. in my computer too. <laughs> exactly. So who are you? You know, like, who are you? What do you like? What juices you? And this is where we start bridging over into purpose. And, you know, within our purpose, we've got lots of different elements make up our purpose, like our life challenges, why we're really here, what we're here to do, who we're here to serve, what message we're here to give. What is the niche that we, we, we will serve and prosper in? So we get all of these nitty-gritty elements of our purpose together and we go, well, great, this is what fires me up and these are, these are the people that I'm here to serve and this is the message that I'm here to deliver them. So now I know what my message is and how it's going to get articulated. I know my personality. So how can we massage all of these to create a visual uh, representation and a verbal representation of what that is. So if you don't get all of those elements together, then you're not going to be representing all of you. Something's just going to be missing or it could be coming from, and this is a really important key here, it could be coming from your wounded self. I see this specifically with speakers that they go out there and they brand based on an egoic need to be whatever it is that they are presenting themselves as. Now, when it comes to sales, that can unravel really quickly because people get when you're not authentic. Today, people are getting that you're just in it for the money and they're turned off by that now, whereas before they weren't so turned off by it, right? They just wanted the dream that you were offering. But these days, people are turned off by that. 
So we don't want to be doing that. I want to come back to this. Can we come uh, that I've just circled, you know, wounded self. So are you saying that there, there are, there are some coaches or, or uh, people who have created a brand and they've done the, the personality profiling, they've got their messaging, they understand what fires them up. They understand who they serve. They've created, they've massaged that all into their visual and verbal representation of their business. Mm-hmm. But there's an underlying wound, wounded self woven into that brand. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's fascinating. Cause, um, I, I know, I know that I've definitely done that in, in my past business and possibly mm-hmm. there's a wounded self in some of it, you know, you kind of don't know until you crack it. Um, yeah. but how do you, how do you know, like when you are in, in, in the entrepreneurial shoes, how do you know if you've got the wounded self in there or not? Yeah, good question. And, and, and I always go, well, just have a look at your results and the quality of the clients and customers that are coming into your business and getting attracted to you to start. If there's an incongruity there, you're not just getting the right clients. It's quite possible that you could have that there. And there's two sides of the coin on that. So depending on which side of the coin is to what to look for, if it's an egoic wound that you, you know, you're wanting to stroke your ego and be the big personality when your real true personality is more, is more karma and you don't represent that calmness, then you are going to start attracting the wrong type of clients or clients that get disappointed in you once they start working with you and get to know you. And then the opposite is true. If you are on the other side of the coin and you're behaving like an introvert because you're scared of being too visible or you don't want to you know, have a whole lot of people contacting you because you just feel that that's going to be an overwhelmed situation. Yet there's an aspect of your personality that really needs to shine in the spotlight. And you're hiding behind your computer, Benet. <laughs> <laughs> I could say the same thing to you, Nicola. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, no, exactly. Can, can yeah. you have both? <laughs> so then what happens is, is that you build a brand around being, you know, being this, you know, this introverted or online personality when you, when you really want to be in the spotlight. And I'm a bit of a... Com- Excuse me, I'm a bit of a chameleon, so I like both. Yeah, I was going to say, can you be both? (coughs) Yes, you can. Of course you can. Most I mean, I've met a lot of speakers who are so big on stage, and yet when you stand next to them, they speak really softly, very, very clear that they're shy, and they lack intimacy. Um, because they're, you know, they're that introverted and that, that does show up in your business at some level. That's fascinating. So if you think if you, if the, the concept of possibly a, a bit of a wounded self being woven into your existing <clears throat> brand is, is resonating, you know, with any of the listeners, what, what can you, what can you do to, to clear out, to flesh that out of your branding and, and, uh, you know, have a more authentic and true or even heal that? Can you heal it? <clears throat> well, yeah, I think that's the life journey, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> coughing there. Um, that's the life journey. And, um, but here's the deal. It's like this is my whole teaching, and it's something that I've been saying ad infinitum for years now. When you're 100% aligned to the core of your soul expression, why you're here, what you're really here to do, how you're really here to show up in the world. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because that will override any of the wounding. It will override anything else. And that is your authenticity because it's coming from your soul's blueprint. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, so let's talk about alignment with your soul expression. Mm. <laughs> Where do you start? Yeah, look, it's as, <clears throat> it's as easy as um, the finding, like, how are you here to express yourself? And this is big for coaches because a lot of coaches, you know, they really want to help people and they want to make a big difference and they want to impact people's lives. So they go out and they start by doing one-on-one, which is a necessary part of earning your stripes, right? But then they very quickly get stuck in that. And so their brand starts to represent that. It, rep- it starts to represent them. And when they go to scale or they want to make more money or they want to just break through that financial glass ceiling of a six or a seven-figure income, it becomes very difficult because the foundation branding and positioning isn't there. And I, I guess at this stage, I probably should make the distinction between brand and, and positioning. Positioning is where you position yourself visually as well as in your communication so in the minds of others they they know you they and they think of this you know so avis positioned itself as the um the we may be the second best uh renter car out there but we try harder so they positioned you in their mind that they're actually going to work harder for you right Mm mm-hmm or the best skincare in the world sort of thing. So that's a, that's positioning in my mind where you want people to be thinking about you. My positioning is the mission mentor because I am the mission mentor. There isn't another one. It's me. So if I had said, if I positioned myself as mission mentor, I'm a mission mentor. It means there's me and there's a whole lot of others. Got it. Just something as simple as that, right? So mm-hmm. the positioning is what's going on in the mind. Whereas brand is bigger. It's more your awareness. It encompasses many different things. It's all it's visual and verbal, um, and also invisible. It invokes more emotion. You know, the whole Puma is one of my favorite all-time brands with the with the lion, and uh, not the lion. What do you call it? The panther, and it, or the Puma actually, really. But yeah. it's a happy family, right? Mm-hmm. And the way that it's leaping, it really gives me that sense of forging ahead. It's like, yeah, there's some speed there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so there's an emotional component to a brand, and people want to be part of it. With positioning is really what does the grassroots selling for you and brand is what builds the awareness. So a lot of people go out and brand without positioning. And so it's costly to do brand awareness, but when you're positioned properly and it lines up and it's congruent with your branding, then you're going to be able to, um, you know, marry the two together and, and, and have the awareness and the sales. So when people think of, Oh, I've got a, like I've got to get my mission sorted and I'm feeling like there's a new mission out there or there's a, there's a next generation to my work and my purpose. So who am I going to work with? Oh, I'm going to work with the mission mentor or, you know, whatever that is in your niche. You want, you want that to be in the top of mind awareness. So there's really like every step of the way, when you're looking at purposeful branding, there's more than just one aspect to it, but the positioning is really important to get so that you have that congruity, especially when it comes to sales. Okay. And then, so the positioning and the branding, they're two different things. And then it has to be a part of, of your, a reflection of your authentic self. That's um, right. 
and we were talking about soul expression is where you start. So how are you here to express yourself as a coach? Most coaches we were talking about, you know, go into one-on-one coaching, but if they've actually got speaking, consulting, or expertise, or shining, or communicating, traveling as their as uh, part of their soul expressions, then that needs to be woven in as well. So you need a global brand, not a local brand. So for instance, you know, there'd be no point having a logo that's just got America on it or Australia on it. You would need kind of like a global a global image and then you've got to think of the color if you're going global you you know you you, you want to be um more generic in your colors rather than you know making the mistake of going i'm going to be red white and blue and it's like are you so are you french are you in the united states or you know those kind of tiny weeny little nitty-gritty details mm-hmm. um so when we know all of these elements it, it, and especially these soul primary expressions, we start to get some direction on what's going to be the best positioning for you. And then how do you turn that into a brand? How do you even go about teasing out this, this soul expression? I mean, you listed some words like, like um, uh, coaching, mentoring, consulting, travel. You said a lot of other words. How do you start to tease out those, those words? Do you meditate on them or do you get it from these personality profiles with? Yeah, a combination of a number of things. I created a process because I find that most people um, have baseball bats in their brain. Yeah. And what I, what I mean by that is when they get inspired thoughts, they knock it out of the ballpark, right? Okay. There's a baseball bat in there that goes, oh, no, it can't be that because I'm not good enough. Who's going to listen to me? Who's going who's gonna to pay me for that? Oh, I don't think I can do that. All that, all that kind of stuff. It's like a baseball bat. It bats all these great ideas out of the ballpark. So you, so you need a process that's going to get past the baseball bat. Definitely. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and really connect at such a vibratory resonant level so that you go, yeah, this makes real sense to me. So, so the process that I developed is, is the systematic process of going through certain aspects of your life, certain aspects of the way you think, what you think, what, you, what your dreams are, what you hope for, what you want your legacy to be. Like there's these key moments in your thinking that when we drill down underneath the thinking to find out what are the core values that are wanting to be met and what's motivating you in wanting this, bypassing the ego. Now we've got all these words that I call soul buzzwords and we go, yeah, look, here are the values that need to be met. And I'll give you an example. I'm helping somebody transition out of a job into an executive coaching business right now and one of his expressions is pioneering. So somebody who's got pioneering as an expression modality, and we found that out by deep diving into what's really motivating him behind some repetitive tasks he's doing. Then we go, you know what? No wonder you're not happy at work or you'll never be happy at work because you're not pioneering. Now, when we go to build your business model as an executive coach, you need to be pioneering something in order to get that motivation filled and to get that expression filled. So, now here we are going, we're getting some ideas on how we're going to position this person. Clearly a pioneer is a thought leader. So we've got to position them as a thought leader. Now the brand needs to be really big for him because he's done a lot of blue chip franchise uh, coaching and training. 
So now we're looking at, well, what colors represent that and how, you know, how else are you going to weave in all of your other primary expressions to bring, to bring in something that, you know, that, that just really rocks and people get it that, you know, you're the person that they want to work with. And the, um, those expressions are really critical because I believe just because of how I've been working with people and what I've been seeing and how I've been seeing this in action is that when we know what those expressions are, we know what our core values are. They're going to be really similar core values and, and um, of our target market, of the people that we're here to serve. So when we use those words, when we use certain combinations of words, we're going to create resonance in our marketing and our positioning and our branding so that people get it. Like I hear this all the time. In fact, I just got a message on Facebook a couple of days ago saying, I get so many offers over my desk. And when I saw your ad on Facebook, I resonated with what you said. And I always say specifically, what was it that you resonated with? And they'll feed back to me a couple of words. They won't feed back, mm. oh, the concept of this. They'll go, you said, you know, build a legacy without getting caught in the day-to-day or, you know, like whatever the words were that I used. Mm-hmm. And the reason they resonated because I'm weaving in my soul resonant words and my soul expressions and my values into my copy and my marketing and my positioning so, so that people get, that they're meant to work with me, right? They get the resonance and we want coaches and speakers and trainers and what have you doing that um, for you as well. So, you know, there's work to be done to find out what that is. And then, because you asked the question, well, you know, how, how, how do we make it all about them? But it's still got to be authentic to you. And that's yeah. the key right there. It's like when you get down to that level of knowing your values and your motivation, it's going to resonate with the group that you're here to serve. I cannot not because that's how things work. I get it. So it's like, so how, how do you feel on, you know, some people would say, oh, well, you need to understand your customer. So therefore you need to go out and do market research. Does market research play a role in this or is it actually more, you know, just that you're, you're, you're resonating at that core value level? Well, I, I think both because we've got to have the yin with the yang, right? Okay. So yin would be that self-discovery, soul expression, and yang would be the market research. And, um, and I think that they get woven in, into, into things. So to give you an example, um, my market research tells me that coaches that I work with really want sustainable income. So those are the words they use. And when I did a survey on this, it's like I wasn't using the word sustainable in any of my marketing. <laughs> okay, cool. And I went, oh, isn't that interesting? I was using now, you know, let the cash flow and, <laughs> you know, leveraged cash flow and like all of these business terms. But when I heard the term sustainable income, I, I get the value behind that, right? They want a business that can sustain their lifestyle. That makes a lot of sense. So instead of saying, you know, how to clarify and monetize your mission to make a difference and leave a legacy, I would now say how to clarify and monetize your mission so you can build sustainable income and leave your legacy. Okay, so interesting. So I, I would guess that the, the word sustainable income actually is a values match for you. 
personally, but it wasn't in your language. But it wasn't in my, it wasn't in my languaging. And this is part of, this is also part of evolution as well too, which is why it's a good idea to do, to do that soldier discovery work, you know, uh, a number of times. It might've been had we, you know, had I done uh, an update because we've been talking about sustainability a lot over the last couple of decades, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, but that's how you weave your soul buzzwords in with the market research words. It's like, it's not that you're going to do either or. It's like you, you work out a way that you can marry the two together. So now it's really firing up. Mm. Wow. Okay. I feel like I've just had a, a, my aha moment. <laughs> it's all oh, good. good. Yeah. It all really comes together. Yeah. Okay. So, what are you what are you feeling that um we need as far as purposeful branding what's another important topic or distinction that we need to make to sort of get get people over the line with this and get them really excited about it or do you think that you know we're, we're we've done it <laughs> no i think messaging is the other one like when i when i started seeing people's mission blueprints and this is really the birth of my you know my myself as the brand branding myself and, and positioning myself as the mission mentor I started seeing visions of people having very specific messages. And when I would say to them, you know, like if you had three, if you had three days to uh, three hours rather to download um, a message to the world, what would it be? Everybody started saying the same thing. Oh, that, you know, you can do it. You should go for it. Don't waste a day. Like all these really generic messages. Nobody had any unique message. And I thought, oh, that's really interesting. But when I started digging deeper with them and I started working with, well, first of all, let's clarify who are you here to serve and prosper with? And now what is, what is your life mission? Like what is life mission for me is the part of your purpose that's all about how you affect evolution and transformation in, in your evolutionary journey as a human being. So when we know what that mission is and, and then we look at, then we look at the messaging. It's like, well, what message is going to fulfill that mission in that niche? Now we start to get that unique selling point, right? Now we start to get your unique mission mojo. Wow. Yeah. And that is wow because nobody thinks about that, right? Yeah. They don't think about, you know, and, and, and I want to make a really clear distinction between life mission and business mission. Your business mission has to do with what you do in business and you can make that up. It doesn't even necessarily align to your purpose or your life mission. Your life mission is your stamp on the evolution of humanity and the planet. So to give you an example, my life mission is all about bringing conditions that will bring peace on earth through the, you, you know, through coming back into the harmony of the universal laws of nature. So in my business, I'm teaching the laws of nature, law of attraction, law of mass attraction, law of periodicity, synergy, purpose, because I'm weaving that into my business mission. Mm -hmm. And I'm working with people who are helping people have a better, happier life. And the ripple effect of that is there's more peace on earth. Mm. Can you give us just in contrast, so we've got your life mission. How does that con compare with your, what's your business mission? Yeah, exactly. So my business mission is to teach people how to align to the laws of nature that are going to give them the leverage 
to be able to make things happen more easy, tap into that magnetic um, part of their soul and, uh, and to affect great change and transformation in the world through education programs and products. Okay. Yeah. So you can see that there is very much a, a, a synergy, a synergy, yeah. a complementary relationship yeah. there, but they're not, they are different. Yeah. So now when we go to look at the positioning, it's like what conveys that? So in my PowerPoints, you see the peace symbol, like I've got a couple of logos um, for my programs that have the peace symbol in there. Like mm -hmm. the peace symbol is it is in a lot of places on my opt-in page, you know, I've got somebody holding their two fingers up with a peace symbol. So I'm bringing in that on a really um, conscious and subconscious level too. Yeah, that's really, I know last time we spoke, you, you mentioned, you rattled off a couple of types of, of business owner and you mentioned uh, the, the, I think the healer, the, uh, the, the freedom warrior, the, the global healer. Yeah. Yeah. And the creator, torchbearer. Yeah. Will Bridger, yeah. I really loved those. And yeah, the, the Freedom Warrior really resonated with me. And I went through my whole website and just changed the words, you know, put liberate and free and things. There more. you go. There you go. So those are going to be really key value words for you. And guess what? They're going to be key values for the people that you're supposed to be working with. Exactly, exactly. So I, 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 really, um, I really love this stuff. Okay, um, so... I want to, you, you did touch on with your messaging that, um, you know, to have clear messaging that is actually communicating to your niche as opposed to, you know, you've got to share one message in these three hours and construct it to the world. How can you make that specific? And that's by talking to a niche, not just a generic, you know, I want to make it a better place kind of statement. Um, yeah. I, so often, you know, I come across coaches who are really, really resisting niching. Can you just talk a little bit about that? Yeah, really important, um, very, very, very important uh, subject there. People who resist niching are, I believe, coming from a fear-lack mentality. Wow, okay, what does that so, mean? So that means that, oh, but if I choose a really small niche, then I'm not going to be able to help lots of people or I'm not going to be able to make enough money or it's not going to be enough to sustain me, um, you know, or I'm not going to get, be able to make that really big difference. And so they go, oh, yeah, but I want to coach everybody or I want to coach all women or I want to coach all mums. And the problem with that is, is that different sectors of our society have different needs and they have different values. So when you go to market to a generic group, your conversion rate is going to be very, very low because you've got a generic message and you're trying to uh, encompass a wide variety of people. So the people that should would really get a lot of value by working from you won't know your message because it's diluted. And yet when you niche down into that, very specific group of people that you're here to serve and prosper with, they'll get you. And there's more than enough of them because if you, you come out of the lack consciousness and you go into the abundance, there is more than enough of them. So when I niched to the mission mentor wanting to work with social entrepreneurs, social entrepreneur wasn't even a word that you saw much on Google. Now there's social entrepreneurships everywhere, right? There's businesses that have called themselves social this, social that. 
I mean, it, there's, there's just been this huge explosion because there is a, there is a niche there is a niche there and it's growing. So when you come from the abundance consciousness and you're making decisions on your niching, you need to know two things. Number one, the niche is big enough for you to, you know, to, to abundantly serve and abundantly receive. But secondly, just by you being a creative being, staking your claim and saying, I'm putting my flag in this piece of land and this is my mark, this is who I am, this is what I stand for, and this is what I'm offering, then it's kind of like build it and they will come. It's almost like you're starting a movement. Mm -hmm. And as long as you're doing that in alignment with your purpose, that's the evolution of purpose starting to change the world happening in you and through your business. Wow. Okay, so so the people that maybe are like, okay, and maybe have identified that they might have been coming from this fear like mentality, but you know, they're inspired to, to make that change to do something. How can they, how can they start? And do you need to have a certain amount of coaching hours under your belt before you even think about niching? I don't think so. I think it would be the, the other way around, you know, and look, having said that every now and then you get somebody that's kind of like a fish out of water and they need to do something different because they are a freedom liberator or, you know, they're very unique, but most people that I work with generally, the more you can niche, the easier it is because you don't go off creating a whole lot of programs mm. um, that, you'll, that, that you'll ditch once you niche. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Well, that rhymed. It did, it did. <laughs> <laughs> don't build a program that you're going to ditch once you niche because that's a waste of time. Yeah. So the more, the more you know who you're here to serve, the better, the better you're here, you know, the the better better it will um that it will come together and my whole teaching too is is if you're getting that alignment at that purpose level you do start to get things happening in your space out there that will come in and tap you on the shoulder that you're heading in the right direction and i just see this over and over and over again Oh, yeah. I, I've been seeing that a lot lately also. Yeah, it starts to come in. You go, oh, yeah, look at that. Like so, to give you, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Going. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, give you an example. I'm turning a corner in my business, and I'm, I'm not going in a completely different direction, but I'm, I'm scaling big. And when you scale, you get to see all the holes in your business. <laughs> but you, you need to shift your messaging, you, and you need to niche even more. Like the more you want to scale, the more you want to make, the more you want to make an impact, the more you need to niche. So, so I've just recently niched going, you know, transformational messengers, this idea of people that have got a message that they need to get out there. So if they're speakers or they're doing it with coaching and training, there's this message within them that just needs to get out. And it's a really beautiful and important message. So I'm niching even more now. So not just coaches and consultants and trainers and speakers. It's those very specifically that feel like they're a messenger and that their message is transformational, right? It's they're here to transform. So when I started realizing that I've actually got to step out and start using that in my marketing, which I wasn't at that stage, what happened was I started to get a couple of emails with people who said, 
I've got a really important message that I want to get out to the world, but I don't know how to monetize it. Can you help me? And I just went, yep, that's a little bit of a kiss on the shoulder from spirit there. Wow, that's amazing. And what a difference. I mean, because um, some people, that, that, that a concept of being a messenger is not going to resonate with them oh, at all. And yeah. other people, it's going to be, oh my gosh, that's so me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, I've got a message and I'm here to transform the world or I'm here to transform this part of the community and what have you. Yeah. Mm. So that's going to need a very different business model from a traditional coaching business model. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Uh, it's just, yeah, I, in my, in my Facebook group, we were recently having this conversation about, you know, um, t we were talking about niches and what people were specializing. I was like, Oh, um, you know, you guys sound very similar in what you're going to do. Interesting. Um, and um, yeah, so there was a little bit of a discussion about where, where you need to draw that line with niche and can you just, it, because they were saying that the, the relationship with the end customer, and this is back to that one-on-one -on -one business model, was so important that actually the niche didn't matter so much because it was all about the, um, the relationship with the, with the customer and just being authentic. And then it would kind of sort itself out. And I was, I was a bit stumped. I didn't know really, like, okay, well, let's see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, like there's, there's, there's alignment, you know, and, and alignment something that we're always needing to do anyway because we get a bit off track or we're evolving so it's unfolding. But I'll give you an example, actually. This is a good story. I have three clients that are all wealth creators. And I'm going, wow, this is really interesting. Mm. One of them, one of them, we, um, we positioned her as the wealth creator. She's helping people and coaching them on mindset and um, how to get your uh, property um, portfolio up and running as quickly as possible so that you can earn money without working. And she has a target audience of um, professionals, couples, and professionals in general, right? So professional people that have got a salary mm -hmm. and some entrepreneurs. Then I've got another wealth creator who's psychic and she has a multi-million dollar business. She has a multi-million dollar property portfolio and investment portfolio, sorry. And we've branded her as the investor's oracle. No. because she helps investors so people who've got businesses and they've got profit overcome their blocks to investing so that they make profitable investments and she's creating wealth that way then i've got another client who's a wealth creator but she is out there over the top sticking her fingers out into the energy of the universe creating balls blowing them your way the next thing you know you've got this energy that's just like wow and you have these big inspired thoughts and she does hooly dooly out there she is a wizard witch whatever you want to call her she's really phenomenal so she has also um she lives off of her investments like she's totally leveraged out of working and now she's working and a coaching business to coach people how to be mystical with your wealth creation, like how to, and so she, her niche is working with mystics, healers, you know, people who are psychic, people who are in the business of, um, of an intuitive type of a business, but they're struggling to create wealth because they're not tapping into that mystical ability that they have. And so she's reconnecting them. And so she's called the mystic wealth creator. So these are three people that are all in a similar niche, but, uh, uh, in terms of a general niche, but they've niched down specifically 
to align with something that's in tight, you know, which is in tune with their personality and their new unique offering. And they're all doing really well. They've all carved a, a unique space out for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But, and they are all different. They're serving different people. Yeah. Their, their, their keywords or their soul expression vocabulary is, is really different. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing how, you know, how simple you make all that sound. <laughs> yeah. And, and not only that, yeah, this, the, they've done the work with me. So, and, and, and they have put work in to get to, you know, where they can put all of that together. Um, yeah. But the, the, best part about it is is that I'm now marrying them together to say you guys should do joint venture partners oh, you know, yeah. because you've all got unique angles in, in, in what you do and and not all of it not all of their each of their clientele are going to like each other but there's mm. going to be a certain sector where it'll there's, there'll be some crossover yeah yeah and then we'll get the full package yeah that's pretty incredible mm. Okay. Well, Nicolette, time has just flown past. Uh, we probably need to start wrapping up. If there's, if there's you know, one message or action or something that you want to leave with our audience today as a result of having listened to this podcast episode, what would you like that takeaway to be? Dig deeper. Dig, Dig deeper. The power, the magnetism, the big results are deep, deep, deep within you. So get out of the head take time out to dig deeper because that's where the gold is. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It does make sense. Um, Like do the work, just do the, do the work, do the deep work because we can rebrand and re-niche and keep doing that ad infinitum and that becomes very costly or we can just go, you know what, I'm going to take some time out. And and I don't mean time out as in stop working, but Mm -hmm. at least, you know, designate some time to do the deep discovery work and pull it out and bring it forward. And, and that, that's it's going to be gold when you do that. And how can people, like, they take out the time and they do what work? What is the? The self-discovery work. You know, we talked about personality um, and, and obviously working with me. I mean, I'm offering um, some uh, complimentary strategy sessions uh, today, which you're going to drop a link in the show notes at, at Nicola, nicolagrace.com forward slash discovery. And what we'll do in, in there is I'll start you on that process of discovery, of digging deep, and we'll look at getting clear on some direction there, uncovering some things that are actually in the way of, you know, your true you and your true brand and position coming forward and map out a way forward for you from there. Um, and my programs do are all um, mentored programs as well where, uh, you know, I give you some processes for you to dig really really deep into who you are and you know if I'm a good fit we can work together if I'm not a good fit we can look at you know who else is Mm -hmm. and 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 but but at least start like if you're not going to do that at least start with doing some learning who you are and what motivates you so taking a disc profile could that be a start disc profile is really good disc is really good especially if you want to know how to market yourself that would be that's really helpful um disc profile is good you know the myers-briggs still you know it's pretty in-depth in terms of you know finding out you know what are the, the various different aspects um of yourself and um genius you roger hamilton's profile is good his um wealth dynamics uh, it's really good. Roger Hamilton, did you Roger say? Roger Hamilton, yeah. Genius U, Wealth Dynamics. Okay. And, well, no, I'll include links to all of this stuff in the show notes too. Yeah. 
Okay, excellent. So, did, and then yeah, most definitely take me up on my offer to chat with me and 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 book a book a session and and um, you know we'll we'll begin to uncover something and, and move you forward because it, it's really important, Benet. I think that people are on their game because two things: we're moving forward into very uncertain times, so we need to be robust and resilient. And if we're not building that into our business right now with our brand, our positioning, our monetization, and what have you. It could be a rocky road when that robotic, you know, AI comes. And also in our industry too, I don't know if you're aware of this, but RoboCoach is on the conveyor belt. And RoboCoach is this little, little, little robot that sits on your desk and they're rolling it out in the wellness industry right now. So a message to wellness coaches. So it's going to ask, answer a lot of questions that wellness coaches answer. So okay. that's going to leave a big hole. Like when that becomes as like Apple Mac was to the industry and the computer industry and everybody's got one on their desk, the need to seek out advice isn't there anymore. But people will always need transformation. So if your business isn't transitioning into that right now, like you're advising, you're consulting, and you're not also having that component of transformation, you may be being replaced by a robot. So it's really, it's, it's really important timing to you know, start getting that robustness and resilience into your business right now in the coaching industry. Okay. I think everybody's got that message loud and clear. The time is now to do that deep work and, and, and establish that resiliency and robustness behind your business and what you're doing. Nicola, I want to thank you for coming on the show and, and sharing your, your wisdom and knowledge in this space. Um, and, and I don't know, I find that you, you really communicate it very clearly, but also, you know, from last, from our last episode, you learned that, you know, most of the time people called you um, as opposed to, um, you know, downloading something from your website as a result of our last show and, and then really stepping up and offering my listeners um, of that free um, exploratory session. I, I really value that. So thank you so much because this is why I'm doing what I'm doing is to give more um, out to coaches that I could possibly do on my own. So I just want to thank you for, for showing up and being so generous. I really appreciate thank it. You. Thank you. <laughs> welcome. Okay. And thanks again so much for being on this show. It's um, an absolute pleasure. Good. Great. Thank you. Yes. We went in circles, but we got there in the end. Oh, definitely. Oh, got, we covered some great stuff. I've got four pages of notes, um, if oh, not more. <laughs> All right. And listeners, thank you as always for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Please be sure to go and like the show on iTunes. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching.